genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one rock to the face at a time. Oof. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Molly Knox Ostertag. Hello. 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 Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Yeah. That rock that rock to the face is very painful. <laughs> yeah. Just just sound, just a bit. Effect is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and today we're talking about minute two hundred and eight which starts with Gollum and Frodo beginning to fight in earnest and ends with the Nazgul approaching the battle in front of the Black Gate. Here they come. They're back. Mm -hmm. The boys are back in town. Mm -hmm. Bands bands back together. That's right. You get a, I mean, it's at the end, but it's just in my mind because it's still frozen on the screen. You get a really good sense of just how many more troops there are in Sauron's army than the army of the West from this shot behind the Nazgul because it is a, there's still just the tiniest little circle around their army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In yeah. this ocean they are, they are of bodies. Absolutely, like, wrecked. They are not going to make it out of this. Nope. Or that's what they all would think. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely just, like, fighting and knowing that they're fighting to their deaths. Like, it's it's pretty cool. And then let's let's pull right back to the beginning of the minute. This is a very yeah. violent yeah, minute. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's, <laughs> there's more choking than the theatrical. Okay. Uh, much okay. like the prologue scene to this movie, where there's more choking than the theatrical. Mm. With, really? With okay. Eagle. I haven't watched the theatrical releases for so long, so I, I yeah, that's good to know because there is a and, lot of choking in this scene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the line "Smeagol lied" is only in the extended. What? Mm. Really? Yeah. Why? It's so good. Right. It's right. It's so iconic. <laughs> What? That's what the, like I haven't gone back to look, but they, I don't the, know the, if that's true. In the commentary, they're just like, "This isn't in the. This isn't the extended. It's not in the theatrical." And I'm just like, "There's no way. This line is just so important to this moment." Wow. But yeah, it's just a bit of. It's just like some Gollum sass, though. Like I don't know. Like I, it's a very good line, but I, I can see why they would cut it if they're just like, "We don't need this like sassy moment for Gollum." Mm-hmm. Oh. I love. I love it though. Like if they it's cut it down. Time. Yeah, I do too. I do too. <laughs> the music kind of gets yeah. quiet. Gollum Such stops little... making weird noise. <sighs> Smeagol lied. This watching this movie as like a teen and having a little sister, like I always was like, my annoying little sister is Gollum, and it's such a little sister <laughs> or like little sibling thing. Like everything Gollum does that is annoying is so like <laughs> I just like annoying little sibling stuff. That's funny. More murdery. I I just keep comparing Gollum to like a rude cat. It's just, it's just everything that people, everything that people think of when they think of my cat from hell is just what Gollum embodies. I like this line because it's not Smeagol who's saying it. It's Gollum saying it. Like it's his Gollum voice, not his Smeagol voice. So Mm. the, the intention of the line is that it's supposed to, uh, pull any kind of sympathy back away from Smeagol. Right, right. It's supposed to be Smeagol yeah. saying it. Oh, I see. Okay, so I've been reading it wrong this whole time? Yes, what? I think so. Oh, boo. <laughs> S- 
Smeagol yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it really does take. Not that you really were sympathizing with him at this point, anyway, but it, it, yeah, it, it makes him like really kind of like irredeemable and almost like snarky about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's so, so like in the book, in the book, um, Frodo gets Smeagol and Gollum to swear on the ring, and he like implies that like that gives him power. He's like, if I put on the ring and told you to do things, like you'd have to do them. Um, and it's sort of interesting that that just doesn't, that's not a factor. There's not like a magical element to that oath here. Um, yeah. I don't think. I think it plays better without that magical element. Is it because he's not yeah. actually wearing the ring though? Maybe. Maybe. In the... Yeah, maybe it's because he's not like the Lord of the Ring. He's just carrying it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not truly the master of the precious. He's just mm-hmm. happens to have it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Frodo, it's just like, what a, what a rude awakening. He was sleeping so soundly on Sam's back. And then he just wakes up to like getting his head bashed on a rock and being grabbed at by Gollum. Ter- terrible. Top 10 worst ways to wake up. Yeah. They also, they talk about in the, comment, in the cast commentary, uh, Sean and Elijah, that they actually, when they went back to like paint over Andy Circus for this stuff, Gollum's facial expressions are actually less intense than Andy Circus was on the day. Whoa! That's oh scary. wow! <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah, and he he's looks... like really choking Elijah. Oh my god! Because Elijah was just like, "You got to make it look real. You got to. I gotta. You just got to give it to me. Like, come on, we got to make this so look glad real that good." They all made it out. <laughs> I know. So they all survived the filming. I guess. <laughs> right. I need you to really strangle yeah. me on camera, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's so, it's, he's so, and he's so helpless. Like, there's just nothing to be done. And, like, yeah. Gollum is so in control of this moment. Like, he's just, he's such an interesting, his physicality is so interesting because he goes back and forth between being this really fragile little thing, Gollum, and, like, being, like, really strong and wiry. And it's, it's, you just, like, you feel so bad for him sometimes, but then, like, these scenes where he is, like, really physically attacking someone, it's like, oh, no, there's a lot of, like he's like incredibly strong and incredibly mm-hmm. dangerous. He runs on pure adrenaline. The ring is threatened. He can't deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mustn't hurt the precious. The weird oh. little way that he like mocks Frodo's weeping is so Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you promised. He's like, like oh. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a such a oh, such a little sibling. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's just such a douchebag. That that rock should have killed him, right? Yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty Gollum big look at rock. Should be dead like five times over now. <laughs> yeah, lots of things should have killed lots of people in these movies. Yeah, he's like holding his eye when he stands back up, like it hit him right in the face. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm scrolling through the scenes slowly, and I feel like I always am so stressed out about um, Gollum's little loincloth, but I, I see that now it's more like underwear, so I don't have to be so worried. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to see under it. <laughs> but I'm like, it's very cool carefully animated. Like, he's, got little, he's got little briefs. Like it's okay. <laughs> I was just worried. I know no. nobody wants. Yeah, to see I love it. <laughs> don't no say one, nobody. No we know that's not true. Oh, no, no, that's it's not true. <laughs> it's cursed. It's not true. But I personally, myself, personally, do not. Um, I love that <laughs> hobbits are canonically all always really good shots when they're throwing things like that is like in the that's in the hobbit that's in concerning hobbits the first chapter of the book like it's like hobbits are anytime you give a hobbit a rock they can hit whatever they want and we see that with sam here yep (laughs) yeah 
It's so uh-huh. when Sam is like just lying on the ground and like trying to get up and then he falls, he glides back down and it's like, oh my God, Sam, this is not the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand that. I don't know why he's so, I guess, why is he, I guess he just bonked his head or something. I'm so, I wish he would just pop right up. It's so stressful. He's got to struggle. <laughs> he's got to make it dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, just, yeah. he just grabs Gollum around the around the neck and just tackles him off Frodo. Oh and we cut from that yeah. immediately to Aemer punching a guy in the face. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's so fun. Yeah, and I love oh Elijah Wood has like tears on his face when he's like lying back down after Gollum attacks him. I don't know. I just I just love him so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, we go from that. Sam shows up, faithful Sam, tackles him and rolls all the way down the hill. And then, yeah, you're right. He's holding, he punches someone with the hand he's holding the sword in, which is yeah. there's something very cool about that. And then turns around and punches another guy I, with a I shield. I love Amr so much. <laughs> I do too. Amr is a real champ. Right? He's been through Legolas a lot is the just last couple weeks. Why is Legolas, he, there must be something better. He must have a better weapon than his bow for like close hand combat. He has just, daggers. That can't work. He has daggers. He's, he, he's so stupid. He's not a smart elf. <laughs> it just looks cool. Meanwhile, Gimli is twirling his axe around I like a, like a major, like, like what a major rat is. Before. It's so I cool. The little spin. Yeah. He's feeling himself. I feel like Gimli hasn't. I don't know, like, because at the Battle of Pelennor Fields, the dead, the army of the dead kind of, like, take out most of the people. Like, Gimli doesn't get to do a lot of fighting, as mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. So he, I feel like he's kind of excited to get to uh, cleave some heads. Well, earlier, he was real excited about this. You know, certainty of death, small yeah. chance of success. Yeah. What are we waiting yeah, for? Yeah, that's his, that's his favorite. We see the hobbits um, stabbing people, which I'm very, yeah. I'm very impressed that they, they do that. Um, well, they're battle-hardened now. They've got this. <laughs> They're just, they're just, I mean, are they? Pippin isn't, Pippin doesn't do anything during the battle in Gondor. Like, I feel like, doesn't he kills Pippin one attack orc. anyone? I feel like, okay, you're, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. He kills. To save Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. He stabs a single orc in the belly. Mel- Mary's a little more badass, but they're both like, I mean, they're just, they're not, they're not warriors. They're, they're yeah. very young hobbits, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're out here doing their best. Yeah. And you know. There's no troll here to show up and crush Pippin, so. Oh, man. That's so not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just get so, um, I'm so interested. I, I'm so interested by fantasy and, like, violence and fantasy and how it's, violence is such such a common theme of fantasy that it sort of becomes this, like, metaphorical, like, like fighting an enemy is more like fighting, you know, the force, like, the concept of evil. Um, mm-hmm. But to have characters like the hobbits where I, I just am like, it must be so upsetting for them to be in actual fights. Like the idea of being like, I'm a simple gardener. And then now I'm stabbing people who like, even if they're like orcs or whatever, it's like, they're still people. Mm-hmm. And like, it just, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I think a lot about the psychological damage that um, these hobbits would have taken from, cause that's just something that no one in the Shire ever would have experienced. Right. Yeah. Um, and like it's more common, like in Gondor, it's like they're all warriors, but um, they're from this life where they have never had to have violence as part of part of their lives. Um, and it's it it just it, it like always hits me very hard to see them fighting because um, it's just you just you just feel like they're not supposed to be there. 
right? You shouldn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 which is definitely kind of a theme of the story is like small people doing things that have to be done, even though rightfully they would not have to do them. We've yeah. we've seen uh in in the movie prior though like we've seen Mary like viciously stab like multiple people yeah in the in the Battle of Pelnor Fields in the movie we see him stab like That's true. four four orcs in five seconds he has some he just goes anger for it. issues <laughs> yeah. my boy like he does he has something to prove I feel like he's um Pippin I feel like is a little softer I feel like Mary he gets really pissed off that Pippin is taken away. Mm-hmm. And then he like like Thaden won't let him fight, and he's got something to prove, and he just I don't know he kind of like goes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still I, angry I, about I the ends taking forever a... to make their decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's definitely more prickly um, than than Pippin is. Um, but yeah, I still think I just think I think it would still just really mess them up. Yes, to have to yeah. do this kind of fighting. Right, because the most that happens in the yeah. Shire is probably a friendly wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe, yeah, like maybe a, someone a getting a little brawl. too drunk at the Green Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Mary. Yeah. Let's let's be real. I mean, Mary is definitely the one starting bar fights. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like Pippin, I feel like Pippin. I gets gets them into mischief, and then Mary probably gets them into fights. Like that's that would be their like <laughs> dynamic. roguish dynamic in the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh my god, I yeah. love it. There's not really quite as much going on in this minute, but it is it is really interesting to really kind of think about Mary and Pippin at this point in the story mm-hmm. yeah I mean I just they've come so far and they've like they've both sworn allegiance to these like kings of men that are like or like a king and a steward like it, they're just so far from where they started and it's mm-hmm. it's really tragic and I'm, I'm glad that they're together and side by side that's like really cathartic to see um yeah. but yeah there's just something it just they just and you like we saw it in the previous minute where they're just running out and they're so small like it mm-hmm. just feels they just they just shouldn't they shouldn't be here oh. it's important too i think that the people to which both of them swore their oaths have died mm. but they yeah, are still continuing true. to carry on those oaths in service of those countries well i and i also think yeah. like it's the reason that they swore those oaths to begin with, I think, is because they feel like they failed um, first, like Frodo and then Boromir, too. Yeah, I think so, a lot of it is Boromir, I think, yeah. especially in the context of the movie. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a lot. Like we, we talked about that a while ago, how Boromir rubbed off differently on Pippin and Mary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that so? Is that cut the scene where he's training them to fight in the fellowship? That's cut from the theatrical, right? Like that's just an extended edition scene. I believe so. Yeah, that I'm, scene is I'm like to sure. me that is like everything. Like that makes Boromir. That gives me everything about Boromir that I need to love him deeply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like play fighting with the hobbits and yeah, and being like, oh, he's bonded to them. Oh. Yeah, when we when we talked about that uh, on our coverage way back in Fellowship, we talked about how part of what probably endears Boromir to Merry and Pippin is seeing a mirror of his relationship to Faramir. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Because yeah, Faramir was probably the one that kind of got them into trouble growing up, and Boromir, being the older brother, got them out of trouble. Yeah, yeah, and he would have trained Faramir, and I, yeah, I just, we see this loving side of Boromir, and we see that he's not... He really is a good person. He just like he he loves his city so much that it makes him become a bad person or makes right. him do bad things. He's not Aragorn. Um, he is like 
Yeah, right. yeah. He's not Aragorn because he and he does he connects more. Like Aragorn does not connect as much with people, and Boromir like forms these connections, but um, ultimately, like part part of that like emotional investment is what uh, makes him succumb to the ring. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole Jedi. That's the whole Yoda speech about the path to the dark side. Yeah, I know it's really interesting. I always I I, I like it more um, in Lord of the Rings because I like that it's like the connections do actually like I don't like the idea that the connection is a weakness. Um, but I think in Lord of the Rings, it's more that like wanting things is is weakness. Um, yeah. Or like it can lead to, can lead to corruption more. Can lead to temptation. Um, it, it's so, like, covetousness Frodo kind of that is the doesn't, weakness. Yeah, Frodo doesn't want anything. Like Frodo is the most chilled out person who has absolutely no ambitions in life. And like, that is why he can bear the ring. Um, and Boromir <laughs> wants so much um, that that is why the ring works on him. Mm-hmm. And Sam yeah. wants so much. And that's why he shouldn't be bearing the ring either. Like it's, it's, it's good. But at the same time, like in the book, the ring can't tempt Sam. Because right. the things that Sam wants mm. are explicitly things the ring can't provide him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Which is also yeah, why Faramir yeah, can't be tempted in the book because Faramir also yeah. only wants things the ring can't give him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I just finished like reading that part in the book and like <laughs> the movies do Faramir so dirty. Um, I know. I like it. Like I like I like him in the movies because I like the tension. Um, but I was like, oh man, in the books he's just like so chill. He gives them wine. He gives them a bed. Yeah. Frodo faints and he carries him into bed and it's like everything is fine. I will take care of you, my small friends. Like it's yeah. He's so chill in the books. It just would. T- it just takes all the tension out of the movie if yeah. if that happens. Yeah. I've been thinking actually a lot about kind of adaptation and like how the books versus movies and how a movie it's like you do you want to keep the tension very high and a book you actually really love having these moments where you feel like you can kind of rest a little bit as a reader like a book you sort of want to like crawl into and live in in a way that a movie you don't as much and so in a book you like you really want to be like okay they're safe I can put the book down and like mm-hmm. go to bed and know that they're like in Athelion and Faramir's taking care of them um whereas like a movie yeah. you sit down and you watch it all at once and you want the tension to carry you through um yeah. so it's like a lot of Peter Jackson's changes I can really understand why uh why they're there yes. yeah yeah every couple chapters in a book you have to be able to put it down without just having to what read the next chapter yeah, because like yeah. Reading, reading the final bit of like a book, especially like the last in a series, is like so stressful because it's mm. like I cannot put this down. I need to know how it ends. And yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're so in the characters' heads in a way that it's just like if they're completely miserable the whole time, it um I think it hits a little different than in a movie. Like like yes. in a movie we can like Frodo and Sam have been miserable for two movies straight, and it's still delightful to watch them. Um, but like in the book, you really need those moments of respite. Um, mm-hmm. I think because you're so much more in the characters' heads and like feeling what they're feeling. Um, yeah, because the the tension that's being built yeah. in the book through Frodo and Sam's journey is a, is a distant tension. It's something that you're always aware of is going to going to come to the forefront, but it's always mm-hmm. on the horizon. And that make I think that yeah. builds to it being so much more powerful in the way a book is structured. Yeah. Versus a movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my only last note for this minute is that the Nazgul have chicken feet. I didn't notice that before. You yeah. can see them very clearly at the end of the minute. They've got little chicken legs. They Not coming. The Nazgul, they're, they're steeds. Yeah, they're coming. The hellhawks, <laughs> the, the hell Nazgul hawks. birds. Yeah. Is that what? Do they have a name? They in the in the text of the books, they are called Nazgul birds, which is the only time that a name for them is ever capitalized. <laughs> 
fell beasts no, what? Like, or hellhawks. Oh, fell. Wait, okay. Wait, they're called all of those things in the books? Yes. yes. The, all three of those terms okay, are cool. used to refer to them in the book. Okay. My personal favorite is hellhawk. Yeah, because it's alliterative. Yes. Also just sounds cool. It does. <laughs> I like fell beasts. Yeah. Most but people yeah. refer to them as the fell beasts. Nazgul birds is, we can all agree, is very stupid. Who calls, does yeah. Sam call them that? It seems like something he would call them. Uh, I think the I think it's from soldiers in Gondor mostly where we hear what they're called. Oh, okay, okay. Because they I've have been, the most so I've been writing my. Oh, that makes sense. And I think they mostly call them Hellhawks, the soldiers mm-hmm. of Gondor. Hellhawks. That seems like something that Gondor people would call them. Yeah, I like that. I like how I like I've been writing my fan fiction and like enjoying how Sam just like does not know what's going on most of the yes. time. Yes. And yeah. so like sometimes sometimes I'll just be like Sam Sam never got the memo that they're called non-school like he'll just call them something else cuz like he he just isn't he's only paying attention to one thing. Right, he'll forever call them black riders. Mm-hmm. That's what they are to Sam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just like I I got it. I figured it out. It's simple. Um <laughs> It's one of those riders with your Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> He's just always so like like his colloquialisms are so yeah. simple and cute when he's talking about the most intense stuff. He's like, well, I'm gonna go have a word with Gollum. <laughs> it's like <laughs> All right, all right, all right, buddy. <laughs> well Sam never stops calling Aragorn Strider. Strider yeah. He's very sad. It's so place. cute, I know. Yeah. You told me your name yeah. was Strider. That's your name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you walk. I get it. Did you know that in an earlier draft Strider was supposed to be called Trotter? That's that sounds hilarious. like a horse. That's- <laughs> I know. That's the name of a horse, not a man. First version of that of that character. Yeah, I'm, I think I think it would be different if he was named Trotter. It just would hit a little different. <laughs> all would have all would have hit a little different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, Glorfindel <laughs> was supposed to go with them in the first draft instead yeah. instead, instead of, of Legolas. Legolas. And oh, then Glorfindel yeah. was supposed to fight the Balrog because he fought a Balrog and won in the past and also died oh, doing yeah. it. It's just yeah. a mirror. Yeah. An elf that was reincarnated by the Valor and just walking around in Middle Earth. Oh, yeah. I haven't read the Silmarillion yet. I have to. That's my next. It's um, very, very dense. Yes, it's very dense and very dry. But there's, okay, there's this, like, I feel like there's, like, a stan community for it on Twitter. And so Mm. I I just am seeing, I see memes about it. And I'm like, I I need to understand these because it (laughs) seems like people are having fun. I don't know how they were like translating this dry text into like stupid memes, but I, I need to know about it. Because so. <laughs> there's just. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. There's just crazy stuff in, in the Silmarillion. Yeah, like some yeah. of the foundational yeah. myths for how Middle Earth came to be are just. Bananas. The absolute insane heights of fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, so a giant spider that wants to consume all light and scares Tolkien's Satan mm-hmm. through her mere existence. Like. It's just so crazy interesting. stuff. And it's so funny because I do think, I really think that the strength of Lord of the Rings, like the reason it is an enduring story is like the Hobbits and is the like really down to earth um, perspective and how like these big things are happening, but we really have this like very small focus. Um, so it's like, yeah. it's so funny that like he wrote all this other stuff that was so big. And then like, I just think, I think it's very smart that the story is like focused on small people. Yeah, definitely. It makes it all more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's about it for this minute yeah. to kind yeah, of dig through. So we're, we're from the website duelinggenre.com mm-hmm. where you can find a whole bunch of other duelinggenre.com movies by minutes podcasts mm-hmm. like the Cornetto trilogy, Spider-Man minute, Back to the Future minute, Harry Potter minute, Eventually. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles minute. Yeah. 
There's a whole bunch of them. Go check them out. Uh, again, Molly, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about whatever the Nazgul are up to here. Yes. Bye. What Bye. are the Nazgul going to do? What? Goodbye. <laughs> Describing the next minute, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Dueling genre.